0: I always thought that you would, you would raise an interesting person.
1: <laughs> I'm sure that I would int- raise an interesting person, but interesting and and well rounded are two very different things.
0: You are now tuned in to drink this podcast. Matt and Paul G. Chatting top quality, you know they always got a free talk policy. Guests speak honestly,
1: no apology. Full spectrum from politics to comedy. Please listen responsibly. A few brew in, chance of animosity. A Couple more brew and the crew getting wobbly. No matter, this the Park Place of podcast
0: monopoly. Drink this podcast. Welcome to Drink This Podcast. We're an Edmonton-based podcast where we celebrate good drinks and good conversation. My name is Matt. Uh, sitting with me today is a special guest. But before we get to that, some upfront business, uh, we are brought to you in part by the Seen and Heard Podcast Network. A podcast today that keeps the boredom away, and Karen and Land over at Scene and Heard in Edmonton lists a slew of great shows produced right here in Edmonton. So if you are a podcast fan, which you must be if you're in fact listening to this show, you should check them out there, Uh Remember to rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to, be it iTunes, Stitcher, uh, what have you. Uh, head over to the website, drinkthispod.com, where you can check out an a ever-growing archive of new shows and past episodes as well, drinkthispod.com. So, to the business at hand, and uh, to introduce our guests. So, hmm, you grow up. You go to school, you get a job, you get married, you have kids, you retire, you die. It's a story so basic, it has become a truism for us today. Uh, it's just accepted as fact that that's the roadmap to get, to get to any point of what's considered success in life. But what happens when you start to make decisions that stray from this accepted life story we're all supposed to aspire to? Is it better to live out this story because it's easier or accepted, or is it better to live your own rather than have it written for you? Maybe, for instance, the story of your life doesn't involve a university education. Perhaps you operate better as a single individual, unmarried or unattached. Or maybe, just maybe, the story of your life does not involve having children. Children are often considered a natural part of life, because, as with most everything, procreating is just what you do. And it's a narrative that can be easy to overlook or not think about until you make a decision about your life that falls outside of it. Um, I bring up children specifically because that's of particular importance to my partner and I because we are, in fact, childless and willfully so. Joining me today to for a conversation about choosing to be childless is my wife and partner, Kelsey Mercer-Slingsby. Say hello, hon. Hello. Thanks for coming on. Um, this has actually been a, a quite some time in the making. <laughs> you and I once sat down early in the Drink This Pod to uh, to try and record an episode not together. No. no, you didn't care for it one bit. No. Because no. Why not?
1: I don't know I find it I find it difficult to, to have a prompted discussion like I, what I, I feel on the spot I get a little as I'm starting to already get <laughs> a little stuttery I'm not gonna lie I'm a little nervous going well, into this I'm fun. not so comfortable talking about myself and feeling like I'm supposed to be an authority on anything because I never feel like I'm an authority on, on anything. So. Well
0: but that's the beautiful thing about the topic at hand is that you're an authority on yourself and your own choices and that's
1: I don't. Know, I don't even feel like I'm an
0: authority on myself. <laughs> so. Well, let's um, let let's before we dive into the uh, the main topic. So um, whenever we sit down with a guest, uh, be it with Paul or without, um, or with me or without, I shouldn't shouldn't neglect to mention her now that she's a a, a regular part of the show. Uh, we often say guest choice on uh, what they want to bring in a drink. In Kelsey, in true Kelsey fashion, I I thought maybe she'd pick beer, but you picked.
1: Gin Caesars.
0: Hail, true to Kaiser. Yep. Um, why, what is it about the Caesar that you love so much?
1: I don't know. I, uh, it was an acquired taste for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, early on, thought they were disgusting. I was like, the idea of clam juice mm-hmm. sounds horrific to me. Like, who, who drinks juice of an animal that's not milk? <laughs> so,
0: um, well, it's, it's, like, it's not the juice of the clam. It's just I, I, water yeah, they've been soaked I in, understand right? that. And yeah. an Alberta favorite, or created in Calgary, is yeah. it not? Yeah, it
1: is. Um, but my brother makes a pretty mean Caesar,
0: I, um, I find that's kind of got
1: me on, on, on the wagon. Yeah.
0: I find that's what it takes, is you got to meet that one person that you know that mixes, like, the best Caesar. They always have, like, a secret ingredient, because uh, it's, a, it's a pretty flexible recipe, right? Clam b- Clamato juice, uh, Worcestershire hot sauce, celery salt. And then kind of you can yeah. you can play with it from there. Uh, usually made with vodka. today we're making it with gin, but uh, is that my preference or your preference?
1: um I don't know. I feel like we discovered the gin Caesar this year together, and oh
0: right, and we were out at what state in Maine?
1: yeah, and I think they
0: had them on special
1: once we tried it, we were like, it's so simple. Why have we not done this before <laughs> especially given my affinity for gin yeah,
0: well and when I used to work at the Legion, there was a guy who would drink tequila Caesars. he would come and order them from me
1: that is.
0: That sounds Straight gnarly, right? Yeah, he loved them. He liked mine anyway. Uh, what's your preferred Caesar garnish?
1: I like spicy beans.
0: Spicy beans. And yeah, I, I, I also feel that the Caesars naturally cater to you because it's probably the spiciest mixed drink you can make. I will
1: load it up with hot sauce. Yeah. The spicier, the better. Yeah. Because um,
0: why would we want to taste anything yeah. else?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like with kind of becoming true to a certain type of alcohol, Um, I think it all kind of goes back to your your party days in the way that, you know, getting wasted on a type of liquor and like throwing (laughs) up will turn you off of that forever. I feel like the type of liquor that people kind of gravitate to is true to, you know, a good night out and a memory from that. So you so. talk
0: like so in the same way that some people will never drink for example tequila because yeah. they threw it up once or just never drank good tequila. Yeah.
1: I feel like in your mind you always go back to that like really good time where Yeah. Oh, I remember that yeah. night we had wings yeah. and
0: caesars and Yeah. Very cool. Excellent. Well, let's um let's dive right into the topic at hand. So um as I said in the upfront, you're good, you're loose, you're ready?
1: I'm Loose as I'm going to be, I
0: suppose. <laughs> Beware of pickpockets and loose women. <laughs> hmm. So, um, as I said before, you and I sat down to try and record once before, uh, and it didn't go to your satisfaction, so that I don't think that episode even exists anymore. I hope not. Um, but, I
1: specifically requested that it not. So,
0: <laughs> But when we uh, when I started talking to you, because I've kind of poured myself into the podcast and trying to impose some structure on it, I like the spontaneity of it, but I also would like it to be interesting for the listeners. So uh, we've been coming up with topics, and um, you and I had discussed doing something else, uh, some kind of a podcast together. I, I still want to revisit the Why Do I Own This podcast, where we watch movies from our shelf and talk about why we own them. Um, but once we started imposing topics, you kind of had come back to me and said like, oh, well, we could talk about, about choosing to be childless. And I was like, oh, that's a fascinating idea. Um, because I wasn't, out of the two of us, the one of us who had firmly made the decision one way or the other when, by the time we had met, and we've been together for the better part of a decade. It's seven years this year. Well, this year Mm -hmm. will be our seventh, seventh year together. And we just celebrated our first wedding anniversary. Excuse me. Um, so, uh, but it was you that had kind of brought up the topic. I thought that's fascinating. So I wanted to know, um, when in your life did you, do you remember making this conscious decision? Um,
1: I guess I don't remember a point in my life where I thought differently.
0: So you've never wanted them to begin with?
1: No, I've never, even as a kid. Um, yeah, I had dolls and stuff and, you know, you play family with kids at school and and all that kind of stuff. and um i never I never had children I never really wanted to be around children like I just it's not for me i' known i know I've known early on and it's probably a thought that really started i really started to realize and think about probably when I was in high school and was kind of forming my adulthood and mm-hmm. the kind of person that I'm gonna be and the choices that i'm gonna make and at no point did I ever think of kids or even think of spending my life with another person.
0: Right. Oh, is, then that's, yeah, that's the that's other thing. That's never is. really
1: been a factor for me. I've always been, this is what I want to do for a career. These are the things that I want mm-hmm. to achieve. And I was always kind of very me-centric. Right. And the, the things and the goals that I want to work towards are about me and myself. Um, and to be quite honest, I'm not a maternal person. I have, <laughs> I, I just, I don't feel that pull. Like everyone talks about it, like you feel that pull and you feel that desire. I have had no desire at any point you in my life. You never
0: encounter somebody out in the world who's having a good experience with their ch- children or, or having a life moment with them and think like, Oh, I'd really like to do that.
1: I mean, I'm happy for them. I'm happy that people have made choices that make them happy, but I've never I've never felt a want or an emptiness or or a desire to to feel that way or to feel that connected to another human being. I just I guess I don't understand the connection first and foremost like right. people talk about having kids and, you know, being connected to them instantly and that sounds like nonsense to me. I so guess. it's
0: it's never been so much that you've willfully chosen not to have them. They've just never never been something that you've even factored into your life plan.
1: Right. And to be to be quite honest, I feel like to have them would ruin my life. That sounds really harsh, but there's there's no place in my life for for children like I just it's not a not a choice that that I want to make or have any desire to make and my life is I'm not going to say I have a content and fulfilled life right now but I have a lot of life to live and the way that my life is going right now I like mm-hmm. the direction that it's going and I would like for it to continue this way so no I've never had any desire to have children and I've always made it pretty known to my family yeah. um my parents specifically that if you want oh, grandchildren, yeah. look to the other siblings yeah. because it's not going to happen with me. And I think it took them a while to take me seriously, right? Um, specifically, my mother. But
0: so uh, we'll we'll come back to your your folks and my folks in a second. But uh, I have a follow up question about not having children. If you don't feel the pull to raise a small human being, why do you feel the need to surround yourself with tiny four legged animals <laughs> and treat them like your children?
1: I don't do I treat them like my children? <laughs> we
0: we treat the dog like our child.
1: Well, cuz the dog's a little bit she's special. she's
0: got special needs.
1: Yeah. Um but I don't know. I I don't I wouldn't say I identify with with animals, but you know, mm-hmm. I enjoy them. I guess I enjoy that I guess in a way that anyone would want to take care of something, mm-hmm. I enjoy an animal and I feel like animals are are so kind of helpless to take care of themselves, Mm -hmm. that I'm happy to take care of them. And, you know, the dog brings a certain richness to my life, but um, I'm not responsible for shaping another human being, for making that human being a a valued member of society and shaping their values and their morals. That's a lot of responsibility to take on, and that's it kind of fills me with anxiety to think that – that you have so much influence right. over another human being so
0: do you think that that plays because like you said that there's no main motivation it's more about just not factoring in but even like in hindsight would you say that that factors in like would you say that you considered more heavily the responsibility of like what's actually implied in having a child
1: I think over time it developed into that mm-hmm. like when i was younger and it was kind of a struggle to take care of myself on a daily basis it was it was a lot more selfish in the fact that i just don't want i don't want that in my life and and the more i've grown up and the more i've become independent and started my career and housed myself and you know you start to think of what an incredible responsibility it is like financially alone I can't even think of us being stable enough financially right now to to raise a child, and you and I have two very good jobs mm-hmm. and stable jobs and and we're responsible enough with our money um, enough but could... mostly
0: because like we're responsible enough for people with no children
1: yeah exactly and um and even like i said the 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 responsibility of of instilling all of those values and morals on. On a child to you know, making sure they're healthy and they're well rounded, and you know they're they're well taken care of, and they're becoming they're becoming good good members of society. It's a lot of responsibility, and of responsibility that, quite frankly, I don't think I'm capable of of handling.
0: So let's let's pull at that thread a little further. Then do you do you get the impression that does it or sorry I'll I'll rephrase my question. Does it bother you, or do you notice more that maybe some people don't think about that as much as because it's it's a fine line to walk right like you don't it, especially and we'll kind of cover this a little bit later but it's easy for somebody to take your choice personally or think that because you don't want to you're judging somebody else who does yeah. do you do you in fact judge other people that think that too? I
1: mean as a human being I think it's it's hard not to judge another human being <laughs> um, I think it's it's a very human thing to to judge and to to assume that your truth is the right truth and you don't really understand somebody else's. I'm not going to say that that someone hasn't thought about the responsibility or, um, you know, maybe had the choice to have children when they shouldn't. That's not my place to say But, you know, there are some people, I guess, you know, what bothers me the most is like, oh, it doesn't matter as long as we love the kid. No. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, a lot of things actually matter. Yeah,
1: that... So, yeah, I mean, it does bother me when I feel like people aren't really in a position to have children, um and they do, and they kind of do it what I view to be flippantly like <laughs> that, that that's
0: so not fair. I said this privately, and you're like, <laughs> well, that's not your choice to make
1: but and then I feel guilty for having those thoughts, right, because you know I want people to not judge me for the choices that i 've made, mm-hmm. and then to turn around and, and do the exact same thing to them, I feel makes me quite frankly an asshole. <laughs>
0: but Bye. could you not uh could you not say that like um, l- let's look at it from a scientific perspective, where the burden of proof is not on somebody who's saying isn't on the person who's claiming something doesn't exist like if I claim that there is no God, uh, it's not my responsibility to prove that it's not there. If you claim that there is a God, it's your responsibility to prove it if us as as a couple who's chosen to not have children um the responsibility isn't on us to consider those things, more so the responsibility is on those who want to, to do so, to think more heavily about that and thus opening them up to more criticism and judgment?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I have given it a lot of thought and I have reflected on it a lot, mm-hmm. um, my choice to not have children to never have children. Um, and it's something that I take very seriously. So when I, when I feel like people just, you know, assume that you have kids and that's what you do and I'm going to have kids. Why? Like mm-hmm. why do you want to have kids? You're you're asking me why I don't want to have children. So, so I think which it's a valid a lot. yeah. So I think it's a valid question to ask why and to simply say, well that's just what you do, I find to be ridiculous to the highest degree. Like if that's your choice, fine, but but own your choice and give it some reverence and and think about the responsibility mm-hmm. that you're bringing into the world. Like
0: Okay, then let me ask you, like a, a slightly philosophical, over, broader question about that. Do you think it's a person's responsibility to do that, or do you feel like there should be some kind of licensing system?
1: No, I feel like that's a little nineteen eighty four. I don't think people should be licensed to have children, like like they are mm-hmm. to to have a car. Like this is not mm-hmm. demolition man.
0: Because like, I've made that argument. I have made that argument before that you should have. There should be a process you have to go through that should be completely free but also not easy.
1: I mean, and not to bring religion into it because both you and I are not religious no, people, we are but godless heathens. Yeah, I mean, there's something that I almost respect a little bit when you go through the church system and you have to go through, you know, mandated couples counseling before you you get married. Mm-hmm. Um and it, the whole point of that is to to really hash out like What your core beliefs are, and if those mesh with like with the human being that you're going to be spending the rest of your life with, and they talk about things like financials and having children and how you're going to raise those children and Mm -hmm. what you think to be our fundamental importance, like fundamental important issues with regards to that, and I think that kind of a system would be more beneficial to people who are wanting to have kids. Just you know, sit down and how are you going to raise this child? What what values and morals and and things do you think are important to instill in another hu- human being? And, and you know, are you more of a nature or a nurture type of human being? And and that kind of stuff I think is important. How are you financially going to provide for them? And, you know, and it's not just buying diapers and buying formula. And that's financially crippling mm-hmm. enough. It's about but sending
0: them to school. Sending them to
1: school or even as the child gets older, like even being in elementary school, are you going to be able to afford school supplies and field trips and, and that kind of stuff because that's the worst feeling in the world when you're the, the kid in the class that
0: can't afford to do doesn't, or his have, parents can't like, afford Yeah,
1: and you're sitting with a group of kids who's and they're talking about how their parents are doing this and this and this, and you're like, well.
0: We're mowing the lawn this weekend.
1: Yeah, so.
0: Interesting. Have you ever uh, waffled or doubted yourself? No. Never
1: no i if i if i have i can't remember like it's and i thought maybe i would like especially when my brother started having kids Mm. and and i was around younger children a lot more and i was becoming part of a child's life Mm -hmm. um in a way that i never had before but even then no Mm.
0: because and i think it's important and we'll we'll use this to point that out and then transition smoothly into what i want to address next it's important to point out that this isn't because we hate children or don't oh even, or even don't like them. It drives me so nuts. Because you and I have four nieces and, and or nephews, yeah. uh, two from each of your siblings. I am yeah. biological sibling so so I'm an only child in that sense. There's no no mm-hmm. chance that that's ever going to happen for me, but we make, it's not that we don't like children. We make an effort or a point to spend time with those kids when we can, and it's always fun. Like, we like them.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm proud of those kids, and, and mm-hmm. I think they're cute, and I think they're adorable, and I admire the hell out of my brothers and my sisters-in-law um, and the way that they raise those, those kids because mm-hmm. that's something that, you know, I could never do. And you admire it in the way that, that you admire someone with a talent that you don't have. Yeah, and, the
0: guys who can tightrope walk or some yeah, such shit. Yeah,
1: and, and they're growing up to be good kids. They are, very much. Um, and, and that's a very much a testament to my brothers mm-hmm. and my sisters-in-law and, and the influence that they've had over them.
0: It's something that we're happy to be a part of, but not mm-hmm. necessarily to have it be the main thrust or focus of our life.
1: Right, and there's there's stuff that we want to bring to the table as well with with our our nieces and and nephew. Um, You know, there's things that we think are important that we hope that we that they pick up from us. There's so
0: much princess shit in those houses; it drives me crazy.
1: Yeah, well,
0: I get their little girls, but gah.
1: And I'm not begrudging that, like I had.
0: Yeah, I had that's true. Princess
1: stuff, and but, I enjoyed my Disney princesses mm-hmm. as much as the next kid, and I had a Barbie collection to end all Barbie collections, <laughs> and and I've turned out mm-hmm. the the way that I have in, in my life. So, um, you know, it's not always necessarily the toys and the cultural influence that they have. It's it's the influence that the people in their lives have, and seeing the people around them and how they interact with other people, and and I look at that, and I think my brothers are doing a really great job with that. That's true.
0: And then I do have an ever growing stack of female driven comic books that will one day go to Kaylin. and I hope that mm-hmm. she enjoys them as much as I want her to that' be pretty fabulous so um, uh, springboarding from your family um, and you, you can, we kind of mentioned it briefly but how has your family reacted let 's start with your folks um, do you remember do you remember having a the first time you had a conversation or kind of told them like, no, that's not really what I want or that's not what I see in my future?
1: Um, It always kind of started off with offhand comments like, no, I don't want to do that and I'm never going to do that. And and I think they kind of look at it as the way that every young person is like, oh, I'm never getting married. Well, it's and,
0: just a phase. Yeah, and,
1: and I think it started out with that, like, we'll never say never and you don't know what your choices are going to be later and and everyone says that when they're young and it started out that way and I think the more I stuck to my guns and the more it started to be an actual serious conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, specifically when you and I got into, to what was becoming a fairly serious relationship totally. and, and it just made it all the more real that, that that's not something that's going to happen. Right.
0: Well, for I th- me. and I think it's important to point out. So as, as we said earlier, um, not only do you, did you never want to have children? Um, you didn't think you were ever going to get married.
1: No. I didn't.
0: Um, which is why I sit quietly in the corner when I'm not on <laughs> mic and just hope that you don't notice that I'm here. And <laughs> I feel like if I move too suddenly, I'll scare you away. Well, that was uh, kind
1: of the better part of a relationship for a while. <laughs> no yeah, sudden just movements. No
0: sudden movements. Don't scare it away. Um, but do, are those two conversations tied to your in your parents? Like, so once I show up in the picture, it becomes a little more real to have the conversation about children. Or, or does that come up earlier as well? Along with the marriage conversation. Well,
1: I think it showed up early on with me. It was always tied. Like, I didn't feel the the necessity to get married because I'm not having children. So I didn't really feel the need to make that family unit. And if I was going to be with someone, I was just going to be with someone. Hmm. And then I feel like the nature of your my relationship kind of changed that for me in my mind. And And we came to the conclusion to get married very independently of... Of having a family. Mm-hmm.
0: It was um, something we'd never planned on doing. We were, we were adamantly against doing. Right.
1: And we were always just going to be like Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Just be together for the sake of being mm-hmm. together because we love each other. And fuck anyone else who wants to impose their legitimacy on that. Which is
0: a better option than being Gwyneth Paltrow and the lead singer of Coldplay.
1: Well, they got married.
0: And then very publicly divorced. Yeah, so.
1: Um, and then the choice for us to get married... Uh, I don't even remember, at this point uh, yeah. remember how it came about.
0: I think it did. Well, the way I remember it happening is like we had been living together for about a year or mm-hmm. maybe a little bit less. Yeah. Maybe six months or so. And well, I, it was about a year. Was it? And yeah. I would jokingly say to you like, oh, we married." Like I would jokingly propose to you on multiple. <laughs> maybe I just wore you down with my <laughs> jokes and eventually you're like, well, oh, maybe that's not such a bad idea. Um,
1: I think it was my intention to just call you on your bluff one day and I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, if that's true, that's the most expensive bluff <laughs> in Mersey family history. Um,
1: well, and then we had looked into just going, down to, City, yeah, going mm-hmm. down to City Hall and doing it. And then when it became a reality, then, you know, the, the idea of it really set in. And, and there, it, there are other moving parts to that situation. Yeah. And, and I am the youngest in my family, and I am the only daughter in my yes, family. And, and it was important for my parents to be there. And I wanted my family to be there. Yeah. And, and I know that if you and I had eloped and just gone and done it, I would have felt an mm-hmm. incredible amount of guilt, and I didn't want to feel that about you and I being married and being together and making that life choice. Well,
0: I was surprised how, because I, I had contacted both my, and I, I, maybe I just called mom, because I know dad, who's once divorced and has a child completely out of wedlock, would give no fucks if I decided to go off in a Like It wouldn't bother him. It was mom I thought would, would be more put, be more upset if that's what we did, so I reached out to her and I said, so if Kelsey and I were going to get married, she said, what? Just let me finish my sentence. And we went and lobed. Would you Would you be upset? Said, no, you guys do what you do. Um, so it was always nice to have that. But I do understand the position of, uh, especially with your folks, and like you say, you being the youngest girl, I understand the importance of it. And that's, I think, part of the reason why we did it in I the way that we did. I that if
1: I had gotten married without... My parents there, and without my family there, and the people that meant a lot to me, and my oh. friends and stuff, I would look back on the day, and I it would feel empty for me. Like oh. I wanted those people around, and I wanted to share that day with them, and I wanted to be happy with everyone, and have those moments with my family and with my friends. So,
0: um, which I'm glad that we did. Yeah,
1: and as much as as we had a wedding, and that's not something that we had always intended to do, I'm very happy that it happened, and oh. I, I'm glad that it happened the way that it did, and I wouldn't want it to happen any other way. But. So. To kind of go back to yeah. the the original question. It was just about. To um, stare at it. <laughs> uh, it was always my thought that I was, you know, because I didn't want to have kids, I didn't want to have that family union. So what what was the point of getting married, mm-hmm. uh, to me? And then, um, what was the original question?
0: <laughs> uh, your family and their response. To right, her.
1: and then and then more so when we started getting into a serious relationship, and I think my parents have kind of like mm-hmm. s- after seeing me interact in the world as an adult more, have kind of realized that. That is not a good life choice for me yeah. either. Like it's really like if you want to have kids and you're going to love your kids, then by all means do it. But if if it's not for you and you're just doing it to go through the motions of doing it because you think you should do it, don't mm-hmm. like it, That's just that's a terrible decision. That's just going to reflect like your kids are going to pick up on that and they're going to know it. And I think that's kind of where my parents are coming from now. Like, clearly, mm-hmm. that's not the life choice I want to make. So, so don't do it because it's just—it's not going to be good for you. It's not going to be good for them. And and why put anyone through that? So,
0: do you uh, do you think Ellie's still holding out hope? No. No, you think? No, she's I le- think
1: my mom is is content with.
0: Because out of the two of them, I always assumed Ellie to be the one who would be more. Who would be more affected by the decision?
1: Oh, don't get me wrong. Both of them. Like if you and I decided that we were going to have kids in whatever fashion that we decided, like mm-hmm. naturally adopting mm-hmm. anything like that, they would be on board and they would be balls to the wall excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would be very welcoming of it. And I think, of course, my mom would be excited <laughs> if, I, if I decided that I wanted she to have move kids. move in or, with us. Or if we wanted to have kids. Um, but, you know, they're really understanding now and... and you know, my dad is. I almost feel like he admires our choice to not have children. Yeah, um, I get
0: that impression from him.
1: Too. You know, he uses a lot of, um, a lot of language that, that really, makes that point clear. And and I'm so appreciative of it because there is so much pushback. Yeah. From people who really have no business in totally. in giving me their opinion on what they think my life choice should be.
0: Do you get? Uh... So your your folks are, are on board or have come to accept and embrace your choice. And I yeah. agree with you about Doug. Is, and I think it's more about Doug respecting our ability to recognize what we want and what we need in our lives and, mm. and to act accordingly. Yeah, my
1: dad is very much, everyone makes their own choices. Totally. like, And he just, he loves the fact that we've made a choice and we're mm-hmm. sticking to our choice and kind of, you know, fuck anyone else mm-hmm. who doesn't think that that's a valid choice because yeah. that's our choice. Um, well, so and
0: again, cool. with my folks and my and so my parents never married in the first place uh both engaged in long-term relationships with other people not when i was conceived just now or then when we got married um do you um do you get see the same response in your siblings or 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 did it take them more time to kind of let it sink in cuz you, both your both your brothers are very are at least one of them quite traditional in a lot of ways like has a has kind of a a thought process that
1: I feel that is like that way. They treat it kind of more of a of a joke. Like Scott's usually the one to to be like take the the route that I just hate being around kids and I hate kids and and that's kind of the joke with him and and it's the same thing with with my brother um with my older brother Kyle. Um I think I don't think that they kind of push me to make other choices or think that I should make other choices. I think you know again if we decided we were going to have kids you know they would they would love their niece and or nephew as as much as I love theirs but um i f- i feel like it's always kind of more of a joke with them like they don't it's a definitely a choice that we've made and they know that i'm not changing my mind mm-hmm. but i don't think they kind of really
0: do you think it's just cuz it doesn't matter to them one way or the other or i think so
1: okay. like i i again think that they're of the belief that my choices are my own and and whatnot and so I don't I I guess I don't really have serious conversations with them about it either (laughs) so um.
0: excuse me Um, so uh, you kind of had mentioned uh, my mother has received has kind of in talking about our relationship and your dad as well uh, in talking to us about other people they get that question like oh when are they having children is there a response you would like them to have when they get that when when somebody else gets that question, especially your folks who you want to kind of back your play and support you, and do do you feel like the, it's best to kind of like snap that down immediately, or like if they just let it go? Um.
1: Well, I know, I know. My parents have said that's not they're not having kids, and that's the mm-hmm. choice that they've made. And I guess I'm not really sure of the conversation that happens past that. I'm sure. The conversation naturally digresses to oh how do you feel about that and yada 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 <laughs> and i know your mom has been approached like when are they going to have kids and when are they going to start having kids and and your mom god bless her um <laughs> i god
0: bless her indeed
1: <laughs> i i always love it because i think as much as you and i have no desire to have children your mom has no desire to be a grandmother Mm-mm. um at all so and just... she she always steers the conversation towards that route she's yeah. like you know, it's their choice not to have kids, and quite frankly, I'm a little glad that they're not because I, I have no desire to be That's a grandma. So, so. I
0: find that so weird because when she interacts with my cousin's children, with Abby's kids, it's like she couldn't be happier. Like it's as if it's what she was born to do.
1: See, but it's the same thing when you and I interact with with our with our nieces and nephews. Like mm-hmm. we have fun and we enjoy doing it, and I'm sure to anyone looking onward, you know, we would look like we would make good parents or whatever such junk that is. Um, I've always
0: thought that you would you would raise an interesting person.
1: <laughs> I'm sure that I would tra- raise an interesting person. But interesting and, and well-rounded are two very different
0: things. And, and not that I've ever pushed you into, like, or put pressure on you to change your mind. Like, I, I, my position has always been, I would much rather find somebody that I want to spend my life with and we figure out what that looks like together rather than, well, we get married and then we talk about having kids.
1: Right, and... And I feel like you and I have come to the decision to have kids in very different ways because I feel to not like... not have kids. Right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no one take that seriously. <laughs> um, but I feel like you've always been a lot more open to the fact and had you have pursued a relationship with another individual mm-hmm. who wanted to have kids, I feel like you'd probably have them already and you'd yep. have a family and you'd be figuring out how that looks. So.
0: Yep. I I don't disagree. Uh I one thing I did always want to do was get married. Um and that kind of worked out, but I was always content to to have like especially once you and I met and our relationship became more serious, I was always more content to have a good relationship rather than have the ring and whatever else comes along with presenting to other people. Um Any any last thoughts on that one? Before we move well, on?
1: you always Talk about the price of admission.
0: (laughs) Yes, yeah, the the, taken directly from the Savage Love cast. Who Dan Savage always talks about, like these are the things that I am. The price of admission for being with me is that this is what comes along with it. Uh, You could also call it the package deal or what have you. Like you get everything that comes along with me, and as long as you're okay with that, we can have a good time and have a good relationship.
1: And I've always had that belief in any relationship that I've ever had. Like I've always been very upfront with what Mm -hmm. it is that I want. I want the relationship to go whether or not I view it as like me getting into a serious relationship if Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in a serious relationship I you know I've always made that known you know what I want for my life I've always made that known and if someone didn't want to be with that then fine get to step in I don't care so
0: (laughs) um so let's um we've talked a bit about your folks and my folks and their like the support from our family in this decision that we've made um and I feel like we've been pretty um Pretty pragmatic about the whole thing. Uh but when it comes to discussing it with strangers, you and I have had like more infuriate, like have had and I I don't know I, mean, I always assume it's worse for you, uh, and we'll kind of get there in a second. But in talking about it with other people, and it, like we said up front, your choice is your choice. Whatever you want to do, that's great. But mind your fucking business, and let me make my choice as well. So we were very nice earlier. I think we can be a little more catty in, the, in this portion <laughs> of the conversation. Um, what's it like to talk about it with a stranger, or somebody, or maybe a work colleague, or or somebody that you meet in the world?
1: My God, so. I have so many, so many things to say that to like hone in on exactly how I want to go about starting this. Okay,
0: so let do we want to talk about common responses to?
1: Yeah, I mean, I could, I could do up an internet listicle, Mm -hmm. um, offhand right now. Okay, like there's staple responses that you hear.
0: Let's run the gamut, and we'll we'll explain to the people why you shouldn't say shit like this to anybody about any reason. What's the what's the like the number one one that just fucking grinds your gears?
1: oh, everyone says that when they're your age and, and you're going to change your mind someday. And so it's always, you know, you're young, you're going to change your mind. Mm-hmm. Everybody says that. The one that drives me crazy is like, oh, my friend or, oh, my sister used to say that all the time and now she loves her kids. Like,
0: <sighs> But that, that that fails to take in how those kids came about and, like, <laughs> sometimes your circumstances change and you got to kind of roll with it. But that doesn't mean it was the choice you wanted to make.
1: And... So there's that and um you know people will call you selfish, tell you that your choices that you've made are selfish. What and-
0: what what is it about that decision that you think people see as selfish?
1: I don't know, like automatically because you're living you're living your life without children that you're just living some incredibly self centered mm-hmm. life that just revolves around you and you have no responsibilities and Nothing. you just get to live this carefree life without any kind of responsibility. No. Which is I don't live like, in
0: fucking Neverland. Yeah, like I still have a job. It's horseshit. Yeah.
1: Um I have bills <laughs> to pay. I we have a you know no, we don't have a mortgage to no. pay, but we pay property taxes and we pay for our house mm-hmm. and, you know, I have responsibilities with my job, mm-hmm. and yeah, because of my family situation because I don't go home to kids at the end of the night or um or on the weekends, yeah, that means that i I devote more of my time to work, mm-hmm. so I work more and and I'm happy with that, and that's the choice that I've made, and I'm glad that I'm allowed to do that because yeah. quite frankly, I love working i love I love whatever job that I have, um, I like doing it, and I like to work, and I like to work towards something. Um,
0: so it's, you'll change your mind, we'll which is horseshit. Like, what a, What an incredibly disrespectful thing to say to somebody. Like, if I turned to someone who had a two-year-old child and be like, so when are you giving it up for adoption? Exactly. They'd like, think I was a fucking monster.
1: Yeah. So you'll change your mind. Um, everyone says that. Yeah, it's
0: different when it's your oh, kid. Oh, God.
1: It's different when it's your kid. Like... A like I hate children mm-hmm. to begin with, mm-hmm. and B the only type of child I could love would be my own. Which
0: and I also is. feel that's like by again analogies galore. It's like buying a hundred thousand dollar guitar and be like, well, I guess I'll learn to play it now. <laughs> <laughs> I got this really nice one. Um, um, uh, you'll, so you, you'll change your mind. Oh, the, you're selfish. Which yeah. again, who the who's fuck gonna are look you? after
1: you when you're old? Um,
0: The nurse that I have all the money to spend on I didn't spend putting some fucking kid through college
1: Like you're gonna be some sort of strain or burden on society because now society has to look after you As opposed to being a strain or a burden on your child Yeah,
0: exactly Um, Well, and and I think that's that's very rooted in a uh, I, I think it might have been on Smodcast they were discussing something similar Like the reason you had kids like three, four, five generations ago was because you needed help Like that was a thing at one point Today, not so much a thing, and we're yeah. still kind of losing. We don't that.
1: have 12 children. That yeah. And we're evolving out of that, that after the younger, mindset. Right?
0: But um, what's the other one? Oh. The
1: one that upset go. me the most, especially before we had gotten married and when we first got mm-hmm. married, um, is oh, and your, your boyfriend's okay with that, or your husband's okay with that? And
0: nope. I wasn't going to tell him until we were uh, married.
1: Like, On so many levels, that is so upsetting.
0: Because it assumes you're the shittiest person on the planet who wouldn't, or that you have the worst relationship, right? That you wouldn't talk about that?
1: That that we haven't talked about it, or all of my decision making is based on whether Mm -hmm. or not you're okay with it.
0: Which is always why I think you had it worse than I do when I have this conversation, because you have to deal with that extra layer of, well, what about your husband?
1: I think that I had, I get it, and again, I'm speaking from my experience, but I think that I get it... So much worse than you do, and on an incredibly different level than you do, because I am a woman, mm-hmm. and there is that that double standard that as a woman, because I am the carrier of the child, that I should naturally want to have a child. Because you're life built to do it, means you yeah, should want to do and it. And my life is not going to be complete without a child, mm-hmm. and and that's upsetting. Like I like the fact that my life is complete for me, and mm-hmm. that I've made my life complete, and I've made my choices, and and I'm not begrudging someone's choices to have have a child. Like I would never do that. Mm-hmm. If that's the choice you want to make and if that's what's going to make you happy and and if you feel fulfilled with that, then then great. All the power to you, but I don't question your choices. Mm-hmm. So don't question mine. And and the conversation just always steers that way. It's just it's immediate questions as to why I've made that choice, why I'm making that choice, what's behind my decision making. And and I find it to be so disrespectful that someone thinks it's appropriate to invite themselves into my uterus and into my decision making. Like, it's it's incredibly invasive.
0: It is. And it, and it, and it, and it doesn't come from. I, I agree that it's it's a sexism thing, but it's a subtle, ingrained societal sexism. Right. Like, I don't think the people that ask me that are intentionally being assholes. They just don't realize why it's incredibly dis- like, why children aren't the thing that it's incredibly disrespectful to right. ask that about. So, how do you. How do you engage or respond to somebody's – because as you said, it's incredibly rude and disrespectful to say something like that to someone. How do you react or engage with that?
1: I I start out with trying to be as, as polite as, as possible because I know they're not – there's no malice behind it and there's no ill will behind their questions. I understand that if someone makes a choice that is – perceived to be out of the norm, mm-hmm. it's going to invite curiosity, and it's going to invite questions, mm-hmm. and I understand that, um, so, you know, my first, my initial response is, you know, I don't, I don't plan to have children, I don't want to have children, uh, and then I'll get the questions as to why, and it's just, it's not a choice that I've made, I don't see myself being a parent, um, and I really just hope that they take it at that, which nobody ever does, nope. um, and it just keeps going, and, and. You know, and then it'll inevitably inevitably come back to you and I as a couple, and and the choice, and whether or not you're okay with that. Yeah, he put the ring on my finger, so I'm assuming that uh, mm-hmm. that he's cool with it. Have so. you ever had?
0: I mean, you said something about oh my, or people will respond to you like my friend thought that, my sister thought that. Have you ever had somebody be like, oh, what if he changes his mind, like partway well, through?
1: Yeah, and then I'm, and then that's when it gets uncomfortable. Cause I'm sorry, I love you a lot. I do. You're my person, (laughs) but if you were to come to me next week or next month or next year or five years from now and say, you know, I want to have children and Mm -hmm. I've changed my mind, it would be a very serious discussion between the two of us. But quite frankly, I would would say that's not what I want. Mm -hmm. And if, if our relationship ended because of that, so be it. I hope you find someone who can give you that because I'm not going to give you that. And and I, I'm not shy about saying that to people as well. And I think what is the most uncomfortable is when someone asks me, well, what if it happens? What if you get pregnant? Then that's always a really uncomfortable conversation to have with someone because they're setting you up because the answer they wanna hear is, well, I would just have it, we would raise it. Mm-hmm. and. And that's, that's not, not going to happen Not
0: realizing there are several no. options between pregnancy and birth and raising a child. Well,
1: it, yeah, like to just assume that if someone were to, to, to find themselves in that situation, then you just resign yourself.
0: Do to, you think there's a latent like pro-life aspect to that, that, that question?
1: I think that... Do you,
0: did you find the people that ask it, would you assume they would to be more on that side of that line?
1: I think that unless someone is in that position, it's hard to know what you're going to do. Like and I think that it's hard for someone who is a parent, or to make that choice to want to have kids, to think of a situation where someone would be in that situation and not want to have the child. Because for them to find themselves pregnant, it's a happy occasion, and that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's it's uncomfortable for someone who's made that choice um, to to think of someone not welcoming that with happiness and and mm-hmm. to find that situation upsetting.
0: So, uh, I mean, we've talked about some of that pushback being fueled by sexism, cultural hegemony, like the idea that everybody has to kind of have the same idea or path in life. Do you think people take it personally? Like, when you tell them that, do you feel that there's some kind of personal, they get their hackles up because, again, they feel because you don't want to, you think everybody should Well,
1: I think that as the conversation goes forward, like, the more questions they ask, the more I start to bring up my viewpoints, and I again i feel I don't know if they feel judged for their choices, which I really hope that they don't because again, I don't judge people for having children if that's what you want to do yeah. um but yeah, I think maybe on some level they get a little bit defensive um because every person assumes that their decisions are the right decisions, you know mm-hmm. um and yeah, that's true, but it's the right decision for you as a person, and i don't I don't think that anyone else who makes different choices should be shamed like at the end of the day our choice isn't hurting anybody. Right. It's not, it's not hurting anybody. It's not coming from a hateful place. Mm-hmm.
0: And in fact, has zero chance to hurt anybody. Whereas right. the choice to do the opposite, there's a, the odds that you might fuck something up or do damage to somebody get higher.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, and that's where I think the, the assumption that we just hate children comes from. Um, because anyone who likes children should naturally want to have kids, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know um
0: yeah again like i I just what what confuses me so much about it is the the shock that you receive like how how truly gobsmacked some people are when you're just like oh no we're not doing that
1: yeah and i again i'm gonna go back to the double standard because i feel like you can say it and Mm -hmm. people will okay yeah that's fine because men should Mm -hmm. naturally not want to settle down and not want to have a family and not want to be tied down and i think yeah um that's why i think people view my choices as as not serious because again i'm the host so <laughs> i should naturally want it right
0: oh the tiny parasite the host for a tiny parasite who will leech off your first off your physical body and then off and your And then your life
1: force for 9 months
0: rest of your life <laughs>
1: um so yeah i mean again i can't i can't speak to to why someone is acting out or behaving to me or behaving in a way that they are towards mm-hmm. me. Um, I don't know where their mindset is. I don't know where their frame of mind is. I don't know where their thought process comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I I feel judged. I feel, like, a little bit like a zoo animal. Like, I'm a walking experiment for right. them,
0: almost. Like, you're uh, – I always think about, like, uh, especially in, like, communities of color or different sexual orientations where they're – I imagine they feel the a lot of questions about like have to, having to act as an ambassador for the childless.
1: You know what? And if someone's going to ask me well-rounded questions out of a genuine place of interest,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I am happy to answer those questions. Mm-hmm. But it's when that question comes with a connotation of this is silly and you're going to change your mind, yeah. that's when I get a little bit defensive.
0: Have you ever told somebody you were barren? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did it work?
1: they get incredibly uncomfortable and then they get the sad eyes. Is it,
0: oh and it's my. just,
1: I guess it's because in that instance I feel so judged and I know the conversation is not going to end unless they feel like they've won. So I want to see their sad eyes.
0: Right. At what? a at certain point you don't feel bad about making them feel incredibly guilty for killing yeah. you. Because they should feel that way anyway, right? Like they should feel... Weird and sad about having asked this line of questions anyway, isn't it? It's kind of fucked up that you have to tell them you're physically incapable.
1: And again, I've only done that a couple of times and it's because someone has been so almost, like, quite frankly, they've been rude. Mm -hmm. It's... It's when they won't stop with the, what you're going to s- change your mind. You're going to change your mind. My sister used to say that too. And she has three kids now and she loves it.
0: And Can you tell me who this, who you Oh, was? I
1: can't, I can't even remember. I think it was, you know, at some party or, or something like it was just.
0: Not of, not somebody you know personally no, or well.
1: No, no. Um, but all the people that I have in my life know that this is my choice. And, and it's something that they're accepting of. Like n- I've never really had that from my friends. And the people that are close to me. I've never had that kind of reaction from them. You know, we have our conversations. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my friends have kids. And a lot of my family have kids. And we have those questions. And, um, you know, and and they've asked from a genuine place of interest. Like, if you guys were to find yourself in a situation where, you know, where you got pregnant. Mm -hmm. Like... What would you, would you do? And, and I've had that honest conversation with them, and they're accepting of my choices. And that's at the end of the day, that's all I need. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to understand it, and it doesn't need to be your choice. Just understand that it's my choice, yeah. and it's it's what I want. And, and
0: part of that understanding comes from realizing it doesn't affect you, not you, not you, Kelsey, but them, the person asking, one bit.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Excellent. Well, that's an hour. How do you feel?
1: Uh, I feel good. Yeah,
0: you had fun. Yeah, I'm not crying. (laughs) You just—you said you were—you felt nervous, or like you were on the spot, and
1: Uh, it's—it's just because I am, you know, an introverted person, and
0: um... you did good. I'm I'm, really—I'm—I'm impressed as shit. (laughs) First, you talked to a stranger at the dog park for more than a minute. Now you sat down in front of a microphone for a solid hour. You
1: did the majority of the talking. But
0: you didn't just walk away.
1: Well, I never walk away.
0: Um if you've enjoyed this conversation or have something you'd like to contribute, you can uh you can tweet at the show uh at drinkthispod, or you can send us an email, drinkthispod at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash drinkthispod. And this episode will also be posted on our website, drinkthispod.com, where you can comment or listen to previous episodes. Uh Kelsey, where can people find you on the internet? Instagram, Twitter
1: I ate my bean, I'm sorry. That's okay. That's rude to do on mic. My-
0: Doesn't matter, I can cut it out.
1: <laughs> um, I am on, I'm more of an Instagrammer. Yeah, than you a are. i a uh, So, at Kels Mercer.
0: Kels Mercer on Instagram. And it's the same on Twitter, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's the same on Twitter. Where are pretty much is just a hub for your Instagram stuff?
1: I just, uh, I just, yeah, hit tweet as well.
0: <laughs> so, well,
1: as, as much to your chagrin, chagrin Oh I god, am,
0: you'd be such an amazing tweeter uh like so you guys don't know um but I'm going to tell you right now that my wife is fucking funny. She is a clever clever lady. Uh yeah, and I she, do. and her <laughs> clever girl. And the way she thinks and the way um she's also a bit scathing. Like it's part of the reason I'm so attracted to her is that she's like a, can be like the most wit-filled bitch I've ever met in my life and I love it. I
1: think that I am a a very good observer of the human condition. But
0: you also construct <laughs> incredibly scaling sentences in under 140 characters and I constantly am saying to her, oh my God, you should tweet that. You like The way your comedy brain works is perfect for Twitter and she refuses so I tweet them and then she gets mad at me for it's stealing her words.
1: Because you co-opt my words. You use my words as your own.
0: But you were just going to, you were going to let them sit there and do nothing.
1: Still came out of my mouth. It's still <laughs> mine. Um, but I, it just seems like so much work. Like I can't, I can't get on board with having said something like I say it and it's there and Mm. it did its job and you laughed and I feel good about that. I'm then not going to get my phone out, get on Twitter, remember what it is that I said and tweet it out as if someone else should find that as equally funny. Uh, I just,
0: I think there's there's so
1: many steps to it. Like if you could just walk around with a microphone and by all means just record me and upload it, fine. I don't care, but I don't want to do the work myself. You could
0: give me the keys to your Twitter account and I could do it.
1: All right, just do it. All right. Whatever.
0: Thank you for sitting down with me on this. You were good. You were a perfect guest. Thanks for helping me practice.
1: Anytime.
0: Awesome. Um, Until next time, uh, my name is Matt. Kelsey. Thanks for listening. We'll drink with you again soon. Drink this podcast.